The video game company, Sega, found their footing in arcade game machines in the 1970s, such as... Well, I couldn't find any good info on this, plus it's not that important anyways. So, we'll begin with the Sega Master System in 1985. This console was fucking awful. It was better to punt it through the neighbor's window than to play any of the terrible games that were on it. Nintendo had Sega beat on this front, as the Nintendo Entertainment System had Mario on it. How can someone compete with Mario? So, they made the Sega Genesis in 1988 in Japan and in 1989 in the US. All they really did was port their successful arcade games to it. It was doing okay, but then Nintendo released Super Mario Bros. 3 and sucked all the money out of the market from Sega. Again, Mario was that barrier preventing Sega from gamer-producer glory. How could one beat Mario? He was a fat Italian plumber that jumped onto Goombas and went to down sewage pipes. If a player was skilled enough, he could make Mario run faster than what was humanly possible for him, and you could beat a level fast. This gave young Yuji Naka an idea. What if character move really fast? So fast, blast fast. This is a literal translation from Japanese to English using Google, so bear with us for future translations. Yuji Naka grabbed Naoto Oshima and slammed him into a chair. Draw a character with pencil cooler than Mario Plumber. Oshima smiled and gladly began drawing. It was Eggman in pajamas. Yuji Naka's face became red with rage as he beat the shit out of Oshima for drawing such a stupid-looking character. Yuji Naka then moved on to grab Hirokazu Yasuhara and slam him in the same chair that Oshima is still sitting in. Draw character, better Mario, now! Yasuhara drew a rabbit that could move objects with his ears. Cannot program that, you stinky artist fool! He punches Yasuhara with such force it knocks Yasuhara off his chair, scraping his pencil against the paper at lightning speed. As Yuji Naka did jumping jacks to calm himself down, he looked over at the paper and noticed something. An unconscious Yasuhara mistakenly made Sonic the Hedgehog. Yuji Naka was sexually attracted to this creature and decided that he would be the major competitor to Mario. Yes, with this he go fast and act like Bill Clinton. <laughs> when I was reading through the fucking... When I was reading through the Sonic, like, like, like all the Sega, like, history shit, apparently... That's what Yuji Naka wanted. He wanted him to have the personality similar to Bill Clinton. <laughs> That's amazing. And I found that really funny. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Like I guess he like publicly he was kind of, he was like a chill guy. Like that's how he made himself seem. Yeah, yeah, in public at least. Work on Sonic the Hedgehog for the struggling Sega Genesis began. They took the Eggman in pajamas design and made him a robot mastermind that wants to take over the world for some unknown reason. Who cares? Sonic went fast and when he finally hit the market, he overthrew Nintendo's market share on the video game industry. Sega took all the credit, which pissed little Yuji Naka off big time. I'm quit this fuck place! The Sega executives threw Yuji Naka over the ocean to the US, where the Sega Technical Institute hired him, promising him more money and more freedom. Yuji Naka was then tasked to make Sonic 2, then Sonic 3, but Sonic 3 was too ambitious so it got split into Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles. All these games sold like hotcakes. Sega was dominating and it was all thanks to Sonic and Yuji Naka. Yuji Naka was thrown by STI back to Japan so he could have a producer role. 1996 was coming. 
The age of 3D was on the horizon, and Sega needed to come out with a new 3D console powerhouse. They were approached by Silicon Graphics with their SGI workstations and powerful GPU. Fuck off, said Sega. So Silicon Graphics went to Nintendo, and Nintendo said, Yeah, we'll use your shit, whatever. Little did Sega know that this would be the beginning of their downfall. Sega developed the Sega Saturn, and the Sega executives burst into Yuji Naka's office. Yuji, you must make new 3D Sonic game. Yuji Naka said, Yeah, And he began working on Nights into Dreams, which was not a Sonic game. Yuji Naka was essentially impossible to talk to at this point, so they tasked the Americans at STI to make the new 3D Sonic title, Sonic Extreme. They had very little time to get this out the door in time for the 1996 holiday season, so they asked Yuji Naka for the Nights in the Dreams engine to expedite the process. Stupid American, get lost, you hamburger. The STI team were fucked. They couldn't get the engine working properly. The director fell ill, and the project was thrown into a dumpster fire, never to be spoken of again. Super Mario 64 came out, and the PlayStation was taking over. The Sega Saturn hanged itself and died. Not only did Yuji Naka basically stop involving himself with Sonic that much due to losing sexual attraction to him, but now Sega was being gangbanged by two video game giants and they needed to think of something fast. We will jump to the next generation early. Sega came out with the Sega Dreamcast in 1998. It has Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 and a few other games people thought were good because they were, you know, children and have no way to objectively evaluate anything in their life. So the console died by the time the GameCube, PlayStation 2, and Xbox came out. Sega threw in the towel. The console race was not a race for them to race in. They began to work on putting all their games on the other top dog consoles, which was actually working out well for them. Ports of the Sonic Adventure games and Super Monkey Ball bolstered their revenue well. Some time had passed. It had come. The Doomsday as written in the prophecy. November 14th, 2006, the release date of Sonic the Hedgehog 06. It fucking sucked. It was the day Sonic the Hedgehog died. Sega scrambled to make games with their existing IPs because the original directors kept leaving them. They made shit game after shit game. They had to hire people who made Sonic fan games as a hobby to finally get a critically acclaimed Sonic game on the market. Sonic Mania came out and was a success. Despite that, it was not enough. Sega has continued to fall deeper and deeper into the abyss that is labeled bankruptcy. Bringing us to the present day, Sega has laid off 650 employees and cut all executive salaries. Once a video game god in the 16-bit era, was now a struggling corpse still trying to get its foot in the door of the modern video game industry. This was the tale of Sega. Despite the very funny parts, it's all true. Yuji Naka really did refuse handing over his Nights into Dreams engine to the STI team so they could make Sonic Extreme, beginning this huge downward spiral for Sega. They still exist today, struggling to find people that can do their IPs justice and selling half-baked products in the meantime. Thank you for listening, and only play the original Sonic trilogy and Mania. Sonic 
Sonic died. Right, I think that's a wrap. Yeah, that's basically, yeah. Uh, there was no news today, so we decided to do this. Hello? Hi, <laughs> can you hear me? Okay, I started I started singing the Sonic song, and then um, I trailed off, and then and then I guess I, st- I couldn't hear you anymore. I was singing with you. Oh, you were? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say, I stopped, I didn't stop recording, so we still have that. Okay, cool. Um... But yeah, we we didn't really have anything to talk about this uh, this episode. Uh, news in video games is probably going to be shit for a long time. So we've decided that we're going to start doing bits like this because it's kind of funny. I'm getting a phone call from a scam caller. Let's put him on speaker. Hello? Hello? Hello, is Lynn available? Linnae? What? A? Yes, of course. Hi, my name is Crystal, calling on behalf of Bright Research. We're conducting a short survey about issues facing the state and country. I'm not selling anything, and I'd like to assure you that your responses will be kept confidential. Could you sell me something, though? Could I what? Could you sell me something, though? I want to buy something. Uh, uh, no. No, ma'am. What the fuck? (laughs) Are you okay? No! You're not gonna sell me... (laughs) <laughs> Damn it! Did they hang up? I think that's the longest I've ever had someone on the phone with a scam caller. Oh, do they actually? Do they actually just hang up on you? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. So we're just gonna try to come up with funny bits like this because we really enjoyed doing the creepy pasta the last time, and this was epic, even though Meat Man didn't uh, really say that much. Yeah. We'll work on it. Well, what... Are you gonna... T- do you want to talk about the the thing that actually started this? The post you saw? Oh, yeah. Um, Sega, very recently, they just laid off, like, 650 employees and cut all of their executive salaries because they are doing that bad. That's sad. So it's uh that's that's kind of what spawned this because I've always been fascinated with like Sega's early history because they had they had it going so good with Sonic. But like they always treated Sonic so strangely. Like when they were like you know first coming up with it and doing the sequels like they kind of just like gave Sonic around to like random people. Like I mean Yuji Naka was in charge of like Sonic 1, 2, and 3, but, you know, there's also Sonic Spinball, Sonic uh, 3D Blast, Sonic CD, which were, you know, directed all by different people. Uh, There's no, like, you know, musician. You know how, like, Mario has, like, Koji Kondo, like, that's, like, the go-to composer for Mario, but Sonic has never had a go-to composer. So, like, Sonic was always just kind of, like, this weird, like, this weird thing. And, like, he did well early because I think Yuji Naka put down a good foundation for what Sonic is. But then when 3D was coming, it was very obvious that Yuji Naka was just not interested in, in you know, figuring out how to make Sonic work in 3D. At least in the early ages of 3D. And uh, kind of just, Sega was like, well, someone's got to make it. So they gave it to STI which is the American Sega, like, developer company. And uh, they just couldn't make a game. 
because they were having trouble making an engine for the Saturn because the Saturn is pretty fucking weak. And then they asked for Yuji Naka's Nights in the Dreams engine because it was a pretty powerful engine. And he just literally said no. And I don't, I can't think of a good reason ever if you work for the same company to deny giving an engine to another team. Like, doesn't make any sense. And I always found that really weird. And then Yuji Naka, he, be, you know, he was more of like a producer role at this point. But then he kind of just like didn't do shit until like recently. Like now he's at Square Enix and he's directing uh, Balon Wonder Wonderland Wonder World. It's Wonder World, and the game looks okay, I guess. But uh, yeah, just thought. It would be interesting to tell the whole story because uh, Sega definitely fucking sucks. Sonic is like a foster child. Yeah, he actually yeah, Sonic is like a foster child. Who can't find his true home. I think the fans, I think he belongs in the hands of fans. I mean, literally, Sonic Mania was made by the fans, but it was you know officially funded and released by Sega. But then, like, if you want to play, like, a really good 3D Sonic game, you just play Sonic Robo Blast 2, which is, you know, funny enough, that's running on the Doom engine. Not exactly the same, not the original Doom engine, it's a modified Doom engine, but, like, to think that, like, it might have been actually possible to get a game like Sonic Robo Blast 2 on the Saturn is just a very weird thought, because Sonic Robo Blast 2 is quite literally the best 3D Sonic game I've ever played. It just feels like such a good transition for, you know, like Sonic 2 and 3 into like actual 3D. It just feels perfect. How many 3D Sonic games have you played? I've played basically every single one except for Sonic the Black Knight and Sonic Forces. Those are the only two I don't I think I haven't played. Both classics. <laughs> So wait, are you saying you've played Sonic Unleashed? Yes, it was awful. I very, I'm, I'm so sad because I very nearly bought that game when I was a kid. But I, I remember like going to the store and seeing it and I'm just like, Sonic, but werewolf, epic. But I guess I bought something else at the time. That's actually the problem with the game. Like the Sonic segment in the game was actually like pretty good. It, it was like pretty high octane platforming but then like the werewolf segments were awful and the frame rate was shit and it was just like that was the reason why i couldn't play it anymore it was because of the werewolf shit damn but yeah it's just like i think the closest they ever came to like a good 3d sonic was just sonic adventure 2 because i mean some, some like the sonic and shadow levels are pretty good and, like, Sonic Generation's uh, modern Sonic levels are, are decent, too. But they're not, like, really memorable, in my opinion. So I I think Sonic's just done. Like, un unless Sega gets bought out by, like, Nintendo, which, you know, that's actually something that could be on the table. Sega could get bought out by some company in the future. Uh, I think Nintendo should uh, definitely grab them. I feel like they would treat treat you know sonic and monkey ball with you know good goodness that's true might actually maybe we'll get a new monkey monkey ball if that happens 
Yeah, I, that would definitely be best case scenario. I just hope that like Xbox doesn't decide to just like buy them or Microsoft rather, because you know Microsoft bought Rare all those years ago, and what have they done? We saw what happened to them. Yeah, they they haven't done shit. It's like really bad. You know what I think is interesting about Sonic versus Mario is that. I don't know, one of the biggest complaints of the evolution of the franchise is that they keep giving Sonic all these weird friends that nobody gives a shit about. But every time they give Mario a friend, they at least eventually become beloved. Well, I think that's because, like, you know, when they introduce, like, a new Sonic character, they just kind of, they're just, like, Sonic but not Sonic. You know what I mean? Like, they they all look very similar. They all have, like, the same, like, mouthpiece (laughs) and eyes. And, like, the same, like, silhouette. Like, you look at their silhouettes and, like, you could, you know, if you're autistic, yeah, you can tell the difference between each Sonic <laughs> character. But, like, with Mario, it's just it's just more concrete. It's just, like, when they introduce a new Mario character, they're not just like, oh, here's Mario's third brother. <laughs> he looks just like Mario and Luigi. Like, it's just, like, like they made Wario, who looks completely different. And same thing with Waluigi. They look, they're like the counterparts to Mario and Luigi. They look completely different, you know. Yeah. Like, I think Shadow is a cool design, but you know, Sonic and Shadow have very similar builds. They look almost identical. Supposed to be a duality thing, man. Duality, bro. I know, but then they just they make like Silver, and Silver is just Silver Sonic, and it's just you know, it's the the new Sonic characters are annoying. I don't even know why Silver exists. He just kind of seems like a sh- like an, an unnecessary character. He is. He is a very unnecessary character. Also, I know with even even with characters like Wario and Waluigi, I can even just tell just by looking at them whether how loaded with personality they are, and especially like with the way they act and and the context that their games are in. Yeah. Also, they don't actually talk, which is really good. Yeah. <laughs> they just make noises. <laughs> And then Shadow just kind of, like, reveals his hand as soon as you see him, where he's just like, I'm bad mood. I'm Sonic, but in a bad mood. But I get sad sometimes. And that's it. Yeah. And then Silver, who's, like, God or something, but he doesn't have anything interesting to say ever. Yeah, he's kind of stupid. But I think, yeah, I think just, like, I think Mario got, like, Sonic's design on his own is, like, really good. And same with Eggman. Yeah. But then, like, they they should have, like, branched out more like Mario does, where, like, they kind of, like, the new characters are always just, like, creatures, basically. Mm. Or, like, monsters. Because, like, you don't need, we don't need any more, like, human-type characters, you know what I mean? It would just be weird to introduce more. Like, you, it's just, like, Mario had the blessing of having one of the, uh one of the Studio Ghibli guys, like, really give him his concrete appearance. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just shaped the rest of the cast, you know? So it's just... I think that's why Mario is so appealing, is because, you know, Studio Ghibli guy, he just used his... Uh, he used his art powers to just make him look awesome over Miyamoto's ugly-ass design. God, Miyamoto's a terrible artist. Actually, what I think is funny about the Mario, or is interesting about the Mario world versus the Sonic world is that Mario lives in a 
it's a, it's a, it is a complete fantasy world where um, it has all these different races of creatures that you can just keep adding races and adding races and new interesting characters and just keeping it fresh and stuff. Whereas Sonic, they, they made this whole narrative where this is a world where <laughs> there are Sonic types where, you know, it's Sonic and Tails and, and Knuckles and Buckles and, Ch and Chuckles and all of his friends, all of his anthro friends, and then just anime humans. And that's it. <laughs> well, I, I hate that, like, Sonic originally... Sonic was originally on Mobius, which yeah. that was a good... That was a good way to kind of, like, you know, dig into, like, more Sonic-type stuff, you know, without getting, like, really crazy. Are there Sonic games not on Mobius? Dude, yeah, the Sonic Adventure games are on Earth. Really? Okay, I thought that was just Mobius, but Mobius just happened to have humans and civilization. Nah. Nah, Mobius is, like, totally different. Is is, Egg, is Robotnik from Earth, or...? N he's from Mobius. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I think they just went in the wrong direction with Sonic. Like, putting him on Earth was just so stupid. Like, like out of nowhere up, he's just... Because they, I mean, Will, I know I know it's not Mobius because they're literally in Sonic Adventure 2 when you're chasing the fucking president's car. They go, the president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that happened. Yeah, there's a whole Tails mission where you got to catch the president's car. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. And the president kind of looks like Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> the, the direct inspiration for Sonic the Hedgehog. Exactly, yeah. Came from Sonic Adventure 2. How fast do you think Bill Clinton can run? Really fast. That's how he won the presidential race. Yeah. <laughs> he would go on late night shows and go, look how fast I can run. He would just run around in circles. And then he'd make a, he'd make a Bill Clinton-shaped uh, hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> he would accidentally trip and fall and make a Bill Clinton-shaped hole in the floor. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, there should be more Japanese... Basically, we, we can end on this note. There should be more Japanese games featuring the President of the United States in a semi-fantasy setting. Yes. So right now, that's Sonic Adventure 2 and Nino Kuni 2. Yes. I, I just... Honestly, I love when Japanese people, or just Japanese like game developers, just put in the President of the United States because they somehow make, like... Like, almost every U.S. president has just been terrible. They're just a terrible person. But Japanese people make them so likable. Yeah. Like, whoever it is, even if it's, like, a fictional version of the president of, of the United States, like, it's not even supposed to be, like, representing any president currently. It's just always so funny. They, like, they make, um, well, they kind of make, pre uh, fictional presidents american presidents likable in the same way that americans make their fictional character presidents likable like independence day and the west wing stuff like that i guess but like we also like say that like presidents from like the 1800s and shit were like awesome when like they were pretty awful <laughs> no yeah they're like they, there really aren't any without some kind of horrible demon yeah, well, at least we got uh, FDR and uh, Ike. They were and the TR. best. TR, Teddy. Oh yeah, he he was good too. I guess. I think he. I think I think he didn't do anything cringe. I think he was 
Pog all the way. Yeah. You know, speaking of presidents, we have the election 